Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor, a penultimate episode of the season before we take a summer break, a much needed summer break as well, I think for Gregor, he spent enough time with me recording these. Um, today, we have to, of course, discuss Lloyd Kelly, uh, Lee Johnson's new contract as well, what's happening, uh, updates on Thomas Callis and Jada Silva, the Callum O'Dowder situation, uh, the new signing, the very first new signing of the summer, we're going to get a bit on him and the retain list too. And we will do, as we promised, an end-of-season review. It'll be a brief one, but we'll do that at the end of the podcast. Let's begin then. 13 million, maybe more, we think now, uh, for Lloyd Kelly to go to Bournemouth. Gregor, was this out of the blue or did you see this coming? Yeah, it was a little bit out of the blue. I'm not going to lie about that. And I think you have to realise that these things change all the time. Transfers come about very quickly. I mean, you only have to look at um, deadline day, don't you? And you see, like, deals being set up and falling down within, like, hours, minutes. So these things do come around quickly. And I I have to say, and I did write about this on Saturday, that Mm. I'd heard a few whispers that that Lee Johnson was was maybe wanting a bit more budget for next season. This is this is what I've heard from behind the scenes, a couple of things, that maybe he felt Bristol City weren't going to be able to um, do what he wants to do with the initial budget. So I have to stress, there's only a couple of little things I've heard and it might not be quite on the money, but that's that might be a little bit of background there to why the Lloyd Kelly deal came about. But ultimately... Uh, as the club has, has said, and, and I've since spoken to a couple of sources and they've said to me that the money offered is just too good a deal, unfortunately, for Bristol City. Well, apparently it was a, it's going to be a record fee, which suggests it's yeah. more than 13 million. It's over 15. Yeah, well, Steve Lansdowne confirmed himself on the official website just after the Codger deal that that was a, a record deal at the time. He said it was £15 million pounds, and that would have been the, the baseline fee and then everything else on top of that, clauses, etc. And yeah, for the Lloyd Kelly deal, I, I think it, my understanding is it's, yeah, £13 million sort of guaranteed fee and then you've got your clauses on top and of that. Add-ons. Yeah, which which it sounds like could take it even above £15 million, obviously. Wow. And yeah, there's some suggestions up to like £16, £17 million even. Somebody, I've seen one fan saying even higher than that. So yeah, so yeah we, we await sort of official confirmation on that at some point, but a huge sum... And, yeah, can, can you deny a, a guy his Premier League dream? No, no, and I, I'm, I'm really pleased for Lloyd Kelly, and we've both dealt with him, and he's a lovely young man. But he wasn't even in the first team at the end of the season. Exactly, and I think, in a way, this, this move does maybe work for all parties, because, yes, Bristol City bring in another huge fee, and it looks like now they the strategy is kind of set. They're going to basically try and sell their way to the top and you, you can do that. Plenty of other clubs have done that. It's, it's de rigueur on the, on the continent. Obviously, the likes of Ajax and people like this, clubs like this, they, they, they do it every week, don't they? Um, every season selling their, their best the players. Cash, we'll yeah. see it this summer probably with the likes of Ziyech, etc. And, and yeah, and De Ligt and obviously De Jong has already moved on. So, yeah, it's, it's part and parcel of football, unfortunately. And, Especially when you haven't got the parachute payments, you need to you got need to, to bring savvy. in the money, yeah, and a, and a huge deal like this. Bristol City just felt they couldn't Can't say no down. to it, can you? No, and I suppose what you're looking at really as well is that this is now over thirty million pounds that has been brought into the club over the, in the last year just from selling academy products. It's incredible. It really is incredible. And- 
We'll talk about what's happened with Lloyd Kelly's replacement shortly. Uh, does he get in the Bournemouth first team, Gregor? No, I don't think he does. And I think this is kind of the way it works for everybody. I mean, we had a story last week. I understand he's going to be in the England under-21 squad that's mm. named, I believe, Euros. on the 27th, on the yeah. Euros. And Lee Johnson confirmed that Jada Silva is also in that squad and his captain, he confirmed the other night wow. in his radio interview on BBC Radio Bristol. And, yeah, for me, Lloyd, there's, there's still a... I'm sure every fan would probably recognise this as well, that there's still a few little bits to iron out from his game. He, he prone, makes... prone to errors more, I felt, towards the end of the season. You know, um, there's the clearance against, where was it, near the end of the season. He got caught He got caught in that game. Well, he gave away the own goal, didn't he, against oh, yeah, Ipswich. That was unlucky. That was really unlucky. And then there was a time when he should have cleared it in the last couple of games and he, he didn't really get enough on it. And, yeah. and then when, when you watch him and... His confidence, if he misplaces a pass, then he misplaces the next one and the next one. But that's youth, isn't it? Yeah, and, and confidence as well to, to a degree because I think when you're a young guy, you, you do take a knock occasionally, you get mm. something wrong. And Lee himself said, didn't he, the other day on, in the interview that he's had to put his arm around Lloyd a couple of times. And that's obviously the case. He's, he's only 20 years old. He, he is going to be a really top-quality player and... I was speaking to somebody recently, I, I tweeted about this, and they were saying that they think Lloyd can be a captain of England. And I was saying, oh, under-21s. And they were saying, no, senior side. Wow. That's how high some people think he, he can go. And, yeah, he, he's not the finished product. But if he was, then we would have seen the likes of Liverpool, Arsenal, those teams But they wanted coming him, in. didn't they? There was a bit of speculation. As... Lee Johnson has said before, every top club will know of Lloyd Kelly. He's playing for the England under-21s, doing really well at that level. I think that's that's re really when he shows his potential. When you watch him play for the under-21s, he's playing with people of his yeah, age. It's, um, and he, he really stands out. Is that why? Yeah, partly, I think. Also, maybe international football maybe suits him a little bit. But also, he's playing in his natural position of centre-back in a way. Which is that is where, where he wants to play? Uh, well, I asked him that outright and he didn't rule anything out. He, he said, I'm not going to... He's obviously not... He's rule not, out playing left back if that's where he's going to play. This is it because at Bournemouth that's more realistic than than uh, centre back. Perhaps in that case, there looks like Tyrone Mings might go to Aston Villa permanently, but unless Tyrone Mings leaves, you know they've had quite a solid um, centre back pairing at Bournemouth this year. You don't really see him going and, and disrupting that defence yet, do you? No, I don't, I don't expect him to play straight away. He's going to have to. Yeah, work his way into that team and, and maybe Bournemouth are going to have to be a little bit patient with him. But let's not forget, it does take different players a, a certain amount of time, longer times, shorter times than others to, to break into a t team proper and really showcase their talents. They've so got Adam Smith, Nathaniel Klein. Yeah, so obviously with, with Bobby Cook, Reed, Charlie Daniels. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Reed sort of only really... Yeah, he never really... It took him until 25 to, to really announce himself on the championship and stage. And at the Premier League level, he hasn't really had a huge chance. So, I mean, I think he's done OK at Cardiff, but yeah. he hasn't said it a lot. I mean, he's, he's been with a team that got relegated, so that's very difficult. But it's a, it's a big move to make. But I think for Lloyd Kenny making it at 20, he has a better chance of making it work perhaps than Bobby Reid did. Bobby Reid might still get that chance. Maybe Joe Bryan, who was, you know, older than Lloyd Kenny as well. So... Out of those that moved on last year, perhaps this first one moving on this year has the best chance? Yeah, definitely long term. He's got all the tools there. We all know this. He's got 
tremendous athleticism. Having spoken to him, he's a really intelligent guy. Yeah. Let's not forget he's got a fantastic work ethic and attitude away from the pitch as well, because don't forget he was nominated for the EFL's Apprentice of the Year mm. Award in 2017. That's testament to his character. So, yeah, he's got everything. And, yeah, Bournemouth have come in here, and, and as Lee Johnson said on Monday, maybe have done some smart work by getting in there early, and they're not buying the finished product, as we say. Yeah. They're going to have to be patient, but in the long run... This guy could be a real top star. Well, best of luck to Lloyd Kelly. I'm sure um, we'll come across him and we'll be keeping an eye on him next season as well. Um, before we talk about his replacement, let's talk about Lee Johnson. Uh, time of recording, this is Wednesday afternoon. We don't know what's happening with his contract, but apparently he's very close to signing a new one. Yeah, a lot of rumours out there actually today that he's signed a four-year, new four-year deal. We're just waiting really on official confirmation and we're, we're, expecting, we're, expecting, we're, we're expecting an announcement over the next couple of days. In fact, it might well be today, we were thinking, because Pat Lamb was this morning, would make all the sense if they're it wrapping was, up these the, yeah. today. So, yeah, official confirmation expected any time soon. And it had to be done, it? Yeah, it had to be done definitely. now. As we said like a couple of months ago, we discussed it, didn't we? I think we were the first people to mention it, really. Uh, he only had a year left on his mm -hmm. deal, so... You just want to get these things tied up because otherwise we have to ask about it because you'll get speculation. So nip that in the bud, get it all tied up. The club have, club have done that right thing and now we can all move on. Four-year deal. Yeah. Um, would you imagine if things are going really well, there's a big release clause in that because managers now have release clauses as do players? Possibly, possibly. I mean, I don't know of anything like that. <laughs> but i tell you what, it was interesting to hear Lee talking the other day and his own ambitions and how happy he is. He, he really reiterated, I thought, that he feels that Ashton Gate is the, is the right place. But I didn't feel that he completely ruled out a move, a move elsewhere. Mm. And, and maybe, and this, we, we can discuss this as well, you know, the, what's your take, Michelle, on the whole bold transfer summer? Because mm. I kind of got the impression, and this is only my reading, that maybe he was even sending a message to the ultimatum? board. To, no, maybe ultimatum is a bit too strong, but, but just sending a message to the board, a bit like Mauricio Pochettino is kind of doing at Tottenham, but um, to Steve Lansdowne and Mark Ashton and saying, listen, guys, we've got a real chance here, which I personally agree with Lee that the club does, and we really need to capitalise on it. Let's let's be bold in the transfer market now and we'll see the rewards next season. Yeah, I think he couldn't have been clearer in what he said. And remember, the, he used the word bold three times in that press conference. I know the one you're talking about. And when you look at what other championship clubs are doing, they have to strike now because the gap will just get bigger, won't it? And you mentioned just now that, that they're trying to sell their way to the top because they don't have a choice. They can't buy their way to the top. They don't have those sort of financial, I guess, I don't want to say freedom because I think Steve Lansdowne backs well, but when you compare it to someone like the spending power Aston Villa, mm. they've got to be clever about it. So, yes, yeah, There's they, a huge gulf. Yeah. A huge gulf. And they've got to get a striker in, which we will talk about. Like For me, that's like vital. But if he's going to be bold in this summer's transfer market, he could start by getting Jada Silva, couldn't he? You know, getting a Chelsea product... I know he's been on loan, we know what he can do. He's got to be one of the first through the door. He could. I suppose every fan thinks like this and everybody wants the same outcome. But I always think if a club can make a big signing early doors, that just really helps. It just cements the ambition of the club, gets the fans on side, gets everybody excited for the new season. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bristol City are, are trying really hard at the moment to do that. They've obviously got this money from Lloyd. They've, they've. I, I mean, just just one last thing on that. Just the 
the the total thirty million pounds brought in. That's incredible amount of funds selling from the academy. Because yeah. I think, and I, I mentioned this in something I wrote recently, that everybody will have assumed with Steve Lansdowne that he was building the academy up to supply the first team with talent. But what about if it wasn't for that? It was to build the academy up to sell players yeah, to yeah. bring in money to then get the next yeah, yeah, yeah. to buy the Wait. buy the talent. That's that which is pretty smart work in a way. It is. But if you're selling players for a lot of money like Lloyd Kelly, are you going to get a replacement that's better for cheaper? No, but as you said at the beginning, that he wasn't really in the first team at the end of last season. So, no, no. so yeah, just going back to your question though, Jada Silver. I mean, our understanding is this. Obviously, we we did an update ourselves and we said that we understood that it was basically at G- Jay's feet. So have the clubs agreed a fee? Because he's contracted at Chelsea till 2021. Yeah, the clubs have... A- Agreed a fee because no, if you remember, no, don't don't know offhand. We could could have a guess, but remember in January, Mark Ashton explained that they had agreed uh, as part of his loan. There was a pre-agreed deal. Option to buy. Yeah, so it's with Jay, as Lee explained the other day. We understand that the, the phrase is it has to be right for all parties. Now, reading that, what you like, but obviously there's an agreement to be made there with Jay. We understand there is other competition for Jay mm-hmm. and it might even be that Chelsea try and get him to, to hang around a bit. They need to do this before the Euros. This is, this is, this is my hunch. I'm not, this isn't what um, I know anything of, but this is how I could possibly see it panning out. Jay returns to Ashton Gate, but on loan. Mm, that's, but, what I, that's what I'm throwing out there. I'm yeah. not, not basing on anything I've heard or know. That, because I think that would satisfy all parties. Because yeah. Chelsea gets to keep him. Jay maybe wants to play Premier League football. Lil of Sin is one of his best mates, Lloyd Kelly, moving on. But So he's not tied down for the... Yeah, difficult for him because he's watched Lloyd Kelly, whose place he's taken, move to Premier League football. Exactly, yeah. But so, if they can do... Uh, if Bristol City to do a permanent deal... They need to do it before the Euros begin, surely, because if he plays well at the Euros, the under-21s, that's going to shoot his price up. It is, especially if he's captain in the side, as Lee said he was going to be the yeah. other day. So, wow. yeah, that's an interesting one. I think there will be more clubs coming in for him. It, it might be tough. I think we have to address that. It might be tough for the Robins to get him. They need and, him now, though. And likewise, old uh, Thomas Callas. Well, Thomas Callas, what, what's happening there? Is it that he's waiting for a club to come in with a bigger paycheck? Uh, on Gallas, I've got to admit, I've not heard too much on this and it does sound like there's a lot of competition for, in for him. Obviously, Bristol City don't have a deal lined up there. They haven't agreed a fee. So to bring him in, you'd be looking at a, a hefty fee. I mean, there was talk of £10 million last summer. So, hey, they've got a lot of money burning in their back pocket now. Maybe they should di- yeah, direct some of that, bring in Callas. That would be a real statement. And also... If you do bring in Callis, you've you've pretty much got most of the the, the defence that was fifth best in the league last season. If Adam uh, Webster doesn't leave, there's interest in him. Yes, yes, this is true. There's always going to be interest, I think, in, in the best players at championship level. Whether that actually amounts to bids being made, possibly, him leaving, nah, I can't see it. You I can't, can't see it, no. It would take something monstrous. I mean, Kelly, 13 million. I reckon you've got to be looking at more than 20 million for Adam Webster. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's, he's he's way ahead. He's way ahead of Kelly at this moment in time. He's 
He's got a first-choice place at centre-back there. He stands out um, statistically. He was ranked as the seventh-best player in the Championship by whoscored.com, if you know that website. Yeah, yeah. His stats just show he's right up there. He's, he's one of the best um, centre-backs in the league. So, yeah, you'd, de- you'd definitely be looking at around the £20 million figure for, for Adam. Uh, sounds to me like Callum O'Dowder is, is leaving, though. We heard, like you said, Lee Johnson on um, BBC Radio Bristol on, was it Monday? It was. Um, funny situation, this Callum O'Dowder one, isn't it? It is, yeah. And um, don't forget that we said last week that there was Premier League interest in him. That's what we were told some while ago. And that's why we believed that maybe he hasn't signed that new deal. Uh, Leeds seem to have reignited their interest. Yeah. They were interested in January and they could well come back in for him, especially... Well, Dan James is probably... Yeah. We don't know yet, but it looks like he could be into Manchester United, but it looks yeah. like he's not going to Leeds. Yeah. And that means Same. the door opens for a doubter. It does, it does. I mean, I, I can't see him signing a new deal. It's all very weird, this island stuff, and it was good actually to hear a, a bit of clarification on what's happened there, because obviously there was a report at the weekend saying he'd been frozen out. I'm not too sure if that is the case. I think there is, like anything, it's probably halfway in the middle. I think, from what I know, he was injured for a fair while and also it would make sense for Lee not to include him if he's not going to sign a new deal and he feels like he's off in the summer because he's got to look at the long-term um, the long-term prospects of the club. And, yeah, for that reason, some somebody might interpret that as being frozen out, but it might not really be. He's not, with respect, I really rate Callum O'Dowder, one of my favourite players, but not as big a loss as Callis or De Silva because you forget that Wingers just sat there that we've forgotten about, Marley Watkins, Akiba Delican, their backups mm. to the likes of Elias and Patterson and, uh, and more. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just sort of finally on O'Dowder, I, I tried to sort of make, um, get get some insight from the from the island side of stuff to, mm. to make, yeah, basically check out what, what's what there and... Um, all I've sort of heard back is really is is that at this time of year there's a lot of conspiracy um, theorists out there and and yeah so we I think you have to take everything with a pinch of salt now it does look like he's going to be on his way I I think he will leave this summer yes I think he might well end up at somewhere I'm just punting this out there there's a, a guess but I wouldn't be surprised somewhere like Burnley or some, something like that maybe maybe even Brighton um, or yeah or Leeds if um, Top end championship, possibly if if they come back in, in, come back in for him. But yes, it does look like he's going to go. And if that it does happen, then Bristol City again should bank a good fee. And um, it's only a year left on his deal, but could get a good good whack for him. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. I mean, there was figures bandied around of six million pounds. I don't think they unfortunately they'll get that much. I I think a fee of around maybe three to four million might might be more realistic. Maybe clauses on top of that to knock it up to five mm-hmm. or something. But we'll we'll see. Bristol City have signed someone, though. They have. They have. Uh, Robbie Cundy, who is a centre-back. Uh, he's been down at Bath City this last season. I've watched him a couple of times myself. And, yeah, he's had a fantastic season down there. I think we're going to hear from Jerry Gill shortly, who I spoke to recently to get a bit of background. And I, I, just to add to this, I know from my sources that Bristol City have got a league loan lined up for Robbie already. Okay. So he's going to join the development squad. He did say himself that he's sort of anticipating going out on loan. Uh, my understanding is that there's a league loan in the works for him. And, yeah, he, he could be someone to look out for over the years ahead. And he's kind of been tipped as possibly someone to 
go from non-league football to league football and maybe sort of make the strides that someone like Aidan Flint has done. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's hear about him now then. What what can you tell us then about um, Robbie? What 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 kind of player is he really for anyone who hasn't seen too much of him? Obviously, we know he's a centre back and he's he's obviously had an outstanding year for you guys, picking up those three awards. So and he's played pretty much yeah. every game, hasn't he, this season as well? I think so. Yeah. No, he's been a regular. But I mean, listen, we I identified Robbie last season playing for Gloucester City. Um, he was raw, um, but in my eye, I saw something there that could be developed. So. First and foremost, I met him in the summer. Uh, we got the deal over the line. He wanted to come into a club that would suit his style, really, which was he's very good on the ball. Um, he's athletic, um, six foot three, obviously six foot, coming up six foot three. Um, strong. When he came in, there was little bits we needed to work on. He needed to do things a little bit quicker in and out of possession. So if a ball's a flip down the side, he needed to get there a little bit early and deal with it um, in possession. Um, they had the short, like a lot of academy players will have Gregory come out, he has a short pass. We worked on his varied range of passing into long diagonals, um, into the front man. And then what he's really sort of improved in his game is he breaks lines now with passes, but also by driving with the ball. So he's really com confident and comfortable um, in stepping in. So he, became, he creates lots of overloads in midfield areas. Um, he's a threat from set pieces. And very good the other end. Brian Tinian saw that in him. He saw that he's, he's very aggressive in his own box as well. So when crosses are coming in, he, he's old-fashioned in that regard, if you like. He wants to stick his head on it. He wants to clear it. He wants to make sure danger is dealt with. Um, and he's, I've got to say, his attitude. So our conversation was around what you want to do. And the thing I like at Bath is I like working with players to develop them as well. And... Um, I guess that's why we have the Bristol City boys over because we, we feel like we helped them in that regard. He he outlined that he wanted to get back in the Football League as quickly as he possibly could. And I I said to him, I thought we could do it. I thought we could help him. And um, it probably happened a little bit quicker than we all thought. But um, his speed, his, his, his speed of learning and his... His development over the course of the season has been nothing but short of phenomenal, honestly. It's been brilliant. And um, by far one of the best centre-backs in the league. Deservedly won all the awards at our end of season dinner last Friday. Very humble, very humble guy. Um, and he's, he's hungry to succeed. So I think I think he's got a really, really bright future. Having worked at academies at category one level, I've not seen anything like him. Praise indeed then from Bath City Manager Jerry Gill for Robbie Cundy. Who is Bristol City's first uh, signing of the summer, one for the future, and look forward to seeing how he develops. Uh, any more, any more rumours before we move on from transfers? Yeah, got a few little updates to give. So the Robins have been linked with Reese Brown of Forest Green Rovers. Mm -hmm. My understanding on that one is that there's nothing happening there. I've been told that there's nothing concrete. They have scouted him a couple of times. They're aware of him, but nothing is close to going through. There were reports saying the opposite, but. On the other end of the spectrum, City have also been linked to Sammy... I'm not too sure how you pronounce it. Is it Smodrick? Smodrick. Smodrick's, Sammy yeah. Smodrick's, yeah. Sammy Smodrick's uh -huh. of Colchester United. Yeah, now, it. that one, we understand that there are talks going on there and we're expecting some pro progress on that soon. I think he's out of contract this summer So and he's 23 years old, so Bristol City, I don't think we'll have to pay a fee there. Right. And he's, a, he's an attacking midfielder, done very well at Colchester... Uh, he's got plenty of goals and assists this last season. He could be an exciting pickup there. 
as um, City have done over the last few years, grabbing some talents from uh, yeah, League, League One and Two. Much. No, <laughs> no. And on that note, Moisa, mm. we obviously Lee confirmed the other day that there are bids in in for him. We understand that Peterborough might be one of those. Uh, he has been linked with the posh recently, uh, but there are other clubs in the mix there. And we're hearing that there is some interest for Joe Morell as well. But we're not, oh, I hope he doesn't go. But we're not sure who that is. That was kind of confirmed by Lee anyway, so nothing particularly new there. But a loan for him? Rather than a it might well be a loan, yeah. That's, Lee, that's he's what got so much potential, Joe Morell. He, he has, yeah, good player. But... To be fair, Lee said, didn't he, on Monday that Joe, he feels Joe can play championship level. And I do as well. I thought he was excellent when he played against Ipswich earlier this season. Yep, me too. And in a couple of home performances as well. So, yeah, more to come there. It's just, I don't know, Bristol City are at this point at the moment where they need quality over yep. quantity. And we're still looking to see what they might do in terms of forward players. I, I think they've got possibly they're going to line something big up, but we shall see. Bristol summer longer. Well, I think there's a lot of competition for him, isn't there? I mean, Sheffield United have been linked with him recently, although mm. Ollie McBurney is another name who keeps being linked <sighs> yeah, with good. these Very these great guys. player. Yeah. Is he top six? I, I think he is. I've watched him a lot. In the championship. He's, he, he, yeah. he's a good player. 22 goals. Yeah, he, he's, he's a poacher. Yeah, and that's what Bristol City need, though, isn't Yeah, it? they miss it. And also, I think that would bring the best out of FAM as well. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. I wrote I wrote on the side, on a sort of similar tangent, I wrote how I thought Bradley Dack would be a brilliant signing for Bristol City, mm. but he'd be big money again. This is, he cost a lot. This is fantasy football. I know, for any of these guys, I reckon we'd be talking 16, 17 million really? more. Oh. More? Maybe up to, what do you reckon? Yeah, Depends how long they got on the contracts and things. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an still, eye on I that. I would be fascinated to see if it's meant that much. Let's mention as well Kiefer Moore, who's been linked a, yeah. a lot, just been called up to the Wales squad. We don't know anything on that just at the moment, but we'll keep an eye on it. It would make a lot of sense in some respects, and I called for Moore to be signed last summer yeah, by Bristol that. City. So uh, we'll, we'll have yeah, more on we'll more hopefully next week then. Um, right, we promised an end of season review, so we're going to do it in... In snapshot form, uh, because we're running out of time this week. So, Gregor, um, I'll start. Best goal of the season for me was Callum O'Dowder against Norwich. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say that one as well, ah. but but I have got a backup one. Yeah, I've got a backup. I really liked Nicholas Eliasson's goal against QPR the oh, in yeah. the second half. Bristol City were 1-0 down at the time. I don't know if you remember it. He, he got the ball on the right flank and he cut back yeah onto his left yeah, foot and one of those classic if, you, if anyone ever plays football manager those kind of arcing banana type yeah. goals into the far corners and that was a great goal beauty yeah um, your best Lee Johnson quote of the season Gregor I'll let you do this because I can't think of many off the top of my head because it all sort of blurs into one so is there a line for me probably being bold about the transfers at the end but is there a quote this season that's really uh, made you laugh or sit up and take notice from any one of the many, many presses you've been to? Well, there, there, there are so many, I can't recall <laughs> any, but maybe if I mention the Matty Taylor song one, because remember, yes. this gets picked up a lot, but I think, to be fair to Lee, it's one of those ones where he didn't mean it literally, he meant it figuratively. He didn't mean, I'm going to bring on Matty Taylor because they've got a song for him and yeah. because they sing for him, but he means that in a, in a roundabout way, the fans are singing about him because they've um, taken to him, they've taken, they've, they really get Taylor, they've taken him to their hearts, they really believe in him. I think that's what it comes down to, belief maybe. And other players don't get that kind of 
Appreciation. Exactly, appreciation, because maybe they, they, they just haven't been taken. What, what, what is the longest time you've spent waiting to do oh. a post-match one? I, I think it would be the same. Mine was, and I was really, really sick this week, um, was after the Villa game. An hour, almost. An hour. It must have been longer for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that. Well, because he yeah. was speaking to the referees. Ah, okay. That's a that's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just. He wasn't. I don't think he was having a go at them. He was just discussing why they'd made those calls. Yeah, I mean, Lee can take a little bit of time getting up to the, the press conferences after games, but I think that's because he's he, he's an honest guy and he 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 speaks from the heart, doesn't he? After matches and pretty much. I, yeah, I think he, he's probably open. doing a lot of debriefing as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think that's just what happens in this day and age. You've got a lot of media commitments as well. You've got to do the official channel. You've got to do licence holders, radio, TV, Sky, if they're yeah, there. So you're waiting sport, after me. It's mad. Press conferences, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I don't get home early after matches, not like some reporters around. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's your player of the season then? Well, the obvious answer has got to be Adam Webster. Yeah, the always quality. Uh, Shout-outs, though, for Thomas Callas. And I think Marlon Pack has been, has been great. Yeah, a lot, he's been getting a lot of stick this year. Yeah, it's a bit divisive. Right? I think he's massively improved this year. I think... I'm not too sure last year whether he would have definitely been a shoe-in for a starting position every week. He probably... I mean, I haven't, I haven't looked he's at the stats. He, saw, he, he sort of came in, I thought, regularly during last season. I might be wrong on that. But he certainly cemented a place this year. And, yeah, I honestly think he has massively improved. Because I'll be so honest... So would he be your unsung hero? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what we're coming on to, isn't it? Yes, yeah, the next one, yeah. You've answered it. Yeah. <laughs> but he. But why is he getting the stick on social media? Why don't people think he's good enough? Well, you know how I always look at the stats. Because I think everybody's got an opinion. And I always think the stats cut, cut through that. That's why I like the stats. But... Certainly, in terms of like, like passing and stuff like that, he, he's been right up there. His passing percentages are good. His key passes are good. Possibly the only thing is he gives away a lot of fouls, mm. and um, ipso facto he gets a lot of yellow cards. So uh, a bit of Latin in there for you, by the way. I, um, I'm great in Latin. <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's the dis- divisive factor there. Mm. I think Marlon's got a lot to give still. So. Uh, yeah. We shall see what happens next season. Um, Gregor, we've got through a whole podcast without you talking about expected goals or XG. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have used that in relation to Marlon Pack, is it? Um, yeah. Thank you very much. We'll be back with the final podcast of the season next week. Then we'll round up what we know transfer news wise before we take a little break for a month. If you're listening, iTunes, please rate and review, review us. And uh, thank you for listening. Robins on the Wire.